The following resource is presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. In a world where nothing is certain, can help you to find the right way. should follow today. This way will take you to the best jump from around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, please Welcome to the Identity Matters Worldview Institute. We want to welcome our instructor today. This is Part B. Why the Prodigal Son Story? Because if you're defiant, you're going to separate. And if you separate, you'll come against your authority figure. And it's better for you to take that outside this home than to leave it inside this home. So those of you who are suffering this kind of rebellion, I would say quit your job quickly. Move on to another job where you don't have to follow the orders and mandates of some leader telling you what to do. You are going to create a war, not only in your soul, but against that established government that is in that job. Leave now quickly because what that leader is responsible for in carrying out the mandates of the board of directors in that corporation or church is far more important than that wild hair you have up your nose because you don't like your daddy leave because the other option is there is a separation that has to take place, and that is what Jesus was referring to in the prodigal son story. It was a father's decision. When it becomes the son's decision, we know who is ruling that household. So that's why when we look at ancient times, the traditions of authority And it's a real fun study, actually, if you look into Old Testament and and even the New Testament, the worldview, basically, of how the people viewed authority in the, what we're calling ancient times, and to God it's only less than seven days. One day for him is a thousand years for us. So it seems like a really long time. You got to remember from the beginning to the end in God's calendar, his calendar in of eternity, this whole process of punishing Satan for what he did of defying authority in heaven is only seven days. This is not a long time. This spanking's getting over very quickly in God's timetable. Seven days. It's actually six days because the last thousand years for us is pure on peace. 
During the thousand years that it takes of human calendar to judge the entire past and present people, for us, a thousand year reign of Jesus Christ is only a day to Abba. It's the day of judgment. That's how short this thing is. So if you think that your snotty little attitude that you have about rebellion is going to be conquering anything in the scope of things, you are a vehicle without tires. There's no moving forward with that kind of thinking. You're dead in the sand. Defiance is the thing that is based upon salvation or not. Defiance is whether you're going to have victory tomorrow or not. Everything is based on this word defiance. And if you think you're getting away with your defiance because you have a sweet nature about yourself, you are lying to yourself. It will roll back on you and implode on you someday. Nice people are oftentimes the nastiest behind closed doors. Why is that? It's because of that principle. You see, the deceptive things that come with defiance is ultimately what's going to be your ruin. So that's why it's always best to face someone who has a gun in your head. As I said to you, the one time I had a gun put to my forehead and hutched by a gang leader, and as he was threatening me with the gun, I just pushed into the gun as he had it up against my forehead. And I says, do what you got to do. But I'm not closing my mouth about the gospel. Takes his gun away, says, I think I can stay and listen to this. That is leadership. You press in to the violence. You press into the resistance. You press in because that's what God does. He doesn't force you. He just presses in. Because defiant people are little people. They're not big. They're little. Obedient people are brave and courageous people. So God in his Godological manner, on many occasions appointed the individual who was to govern. And he led in his divine right because of his divine position. Children, your father has the right to lead you because he has been given the position to. So if you have this son, as in Jesus' example, who is rubbing up against that, pulling his gun out, holding it to his father's head, his father's only got two choices, to cower or to press into it. So he cut him a check and he said, you know where the gate is. And don't come back until you're repentant. The interesting thing is with that son, the scriptures tell us, is that when he came back to his father's ranch, the son said two very, very significant things. The first thing he said was that, I have sinned before the heavenly father. And I have sinned against you. 
you. For it is better for me to be one of your slaves. Well, that's exactly what the father gave him. He lost his position. He had to become a slave worker for his brother. All the days of his life. And I'll bet you a dime to a dollar if that was a true story. I know we have true stories like that going on all day long, every day, all over the world. But I'll tell you what, that son's broken heart, repentant heart, and reunited with his two Abbas, gave him peace to be a slave until he died. That's how it works. I have that type of slave slavery with Jesus Christ. I'm a bond slave to Jesus No man is ever free from slavery. Ever. You just switch masters. So if you're a master was sin and the power of sin, you you were a slave to Satan. If you have been converted over and your new master is Jesus Christ, you're a bond slave to Jesus Christ. A bond slave is when they take the earring, pierced ear, out of the right ear, and they put it in the bond slave of the left ear. So when people saw you in public, they saw which ear had the earring. Both communicate slavery. One is I'm a volunteer slave to someone, or one is I'm a forced slave. That was the Hebrew example of going from being enslaved to Satan and switching to be enslaved to Christ as volunteers. No one is not a slave. Good news, huh? But the arrogant, cocky resistors tend to have this modality that I am not anyone's slave. And I say, liar, liar, pants on fire, because your pants are about ready to catch on fire. That theology will not hold up before the face of God. Resistance is ignorance. And the cost is great. This method and its modalities were planted in civil government for the sole purpose of advancing his, God's goal in leading as the supreme leader. And this is where we, as humans, embrace our compact in consent with his original constitution, established record guidelines of rules called the Holy Bible. He literally set the whole system up in such a way that the founders of the United States of America set up the constitution upon the same method. So all of the fighting you see and hear going on with the constitution is this. They're trying to rewrite it, modernize it, bring it up to date. And that's what the big war is about. Let me quickly walk you through our diagram. This is very important for the message of tonight. And then we will pick up in the next chapter detailed explanation of this diagram. Okay, here's our illustration. Now what you're looking at here is basically three points of quality leadership from a very biblical, God-minded view. 
So in the upper left corner, what we see there is leader number one, which is God the Father. Is there anyone here willing to send me an email, a text, or a social network connection on saying that God is not God and he is not the leader of the universe? Text me at 602-292-2982. Yes, I am setting you up. And yes, it is a trick question. It all boils down to that simple statement. God is the leader of the entire universe. He made it. He manages it. And he'll use anyone to do that. But he has such a love for his son's bride that he set up a very sweet system, easy system to carry out his mandates. Here's what it is. The God of the, the God the Father, who is the law, who established all the guidelines, literally the new earth that we're going to be blessed with is going to have all the laws in place that he ever spoke of. But see, there won't be any sin to resist. So the law is perfectly fulfilled. Does that sound familiar? It's not abolished, it's fulfilled. So now God the Father establishes the law. The law ruled the people. God ruled society. The law created dependence. And law produced failure. The beauty of this is good quality leadership is you want your employees or workers to fail, not succeed. It's in the failure that creates bonding. I can't do it. That's where the dependency issues are pulled in. The fact that I can't fulfill the law on a daily basis makes me very dependent on the one who can. And I ask this one who can to literally manifest obedience of that law through me. Thou shalt not kill. Well, my flesh can't stop that. You see what I mean? But Christ can be obedient through you not to murder. It's a very easy gotological process. But see, most people get people in performance mode so their, their employee reviews look good. Instead of saying, oh boss, I don't, I don't mind them failing at their job because it gives me an opportunity to show them how the job's done. Not to have success, but to show them how the job is done. Because when they do their job well, they're actually benefiting you. Because they're achieving their goal, your goals. You see, then you're the middleman as the leader. Jesus was the middleman. So it moves over into leader number two, and of course that's Jesus. He did this whole thing out of obedience to his father, and the, the literally the hell he went through to get to the cross. I don't think there's anyone that could ever describe what that felt like and looked like for him, or the price he really had to pay. The thing I have grieved with the Lord many times 
It's hard for me to talk about. It's hard for me to watch videos on. It's hard for me to sing songs about. And that is exactly what happened during those three days when he was paying the price. What was he suffering? He suffered in all things. The price he paid to put this system together, and I'll bet you the majority of the listeners listening to this message don't even hear Christ, let alone obey him. And it takes bonding and brokenness to hear your leader. So there's a process of coming to failure before you can bond with your leader. And when that bonding occurs, there is a devotion to each other that is beyond human understanding. That's what I have with Jesus, and many of you do too. So leader one is God the Father, leader two is God the Son. Then you have the cross right there. He had to fulfill the law so that it wouldn't be a burden to you and I. And then the mandate arrow is still moving. It's still moving to the people. And the law is fulfilled by Christ acting out the fulfilled law through the leader and the believers. But see, to get this elder in every city thing, the arrow goes all the way to the top. Elders formulate followers or disciples. Why? Because of the scripture we read. To fulfill the mandate of putting an elder in every city that they evangelized. The key was don't leave town until you put an elder in place. Why? Because it's how this works. And then once this system is put into place, it takes a people now that are willing to be obedient to the elder to get the mandate of God accomplished. So on the inside, a lot of times I laugh at people when they ask me questions about leadership and and women being in leadership or this or that. I just laugh on the inside. Because they don't get it. They're asking questions about shoestrings when they should be asking questions about how to inherit the mind of Christ from within. It's their indwelling life that's answering their own questions. Which is okay, because without questions you can't have change. But I guess the question needs to be, what kind of answer are you getting? Do you make up your own Bible as you're going through life? Or have you inherited the Bible? Has the Word came to indwell you? Always comes back to that question. Next chapter, we're going to dive in and start talking about what it really looks like and what it means to analyze leadership. And it really does get practical from this point on. And exciting. So make sure you go to the next chapter. And those of you who are listening via podcast, I want to just remind you of something. 
These podcasts are always going to be available to you as long as we're allowed to be on the internet. And we will keep adding them to the podcast list as well as those being placed within the online school. We're doing the online school because it is incredibly organized. It takes you step by step after every single chapter you're tested. We're really bringing it to where the rubber hits the road. But our podcast listeners, it'll always be available to you as long as God allows us to be on the internet. Thank you for joining us, and I look forward to our next discussion and lecture time or podcast time, whatever you want to call it. I am looking forward to it. This resource has been presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. For more information about our ministries, visit us online at IOMAmerica.org. That's IOMAmerica.org.